What's going on? How was your weekend? Pretty good. Pretty good. Just uh, had a kind of low-key weekend. Jacqueline got her uh, booster shot. So, um, you know, taking it slow. Taking it slow. I had a high-key weekend. What'd you do? What'd you do? I went to Monty's yesterday. Oh, I love that place. Delicious. I went to their new location in Culver City, which is a happening place. It's a very popping. Well, it's just buzzing with like young people, and they have this oh. thing called the Culver City Steps and all sorts of restaurants and activity. Did you turn Jeff Leroy? No, actually, it's funny. I did a TikTok about it. You'll see. He actually I saw. Uh, <laughs> did. You, did oh, you, you didn't convert him? I did not. He said he hated it. Hated it. I think it's just prejudicial like he didn't give it a fair like how could you hate it it's so good he didn't hate it he just complained but he ate the whole thing he really enjoyed his salted caramel milkshake and uh you know he, he didn't i mean he ate it in three seconds so i mean I, I, I think it was just the idea of succumbing to like you know admitting that like vegan food can be good there's some people that are stuck in their own ways and they're not willing to open their their taste buds to new mm -hmm. things. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're talking about a very interesting character. He's kind of a curmudgeon. So, mm -hmm. uh, but, but again, I think that it's, you know, the first step is trying and then the second step is maybe taking, you know, trying something else and then... Reflecting. Reflecting. Well, at least publicly shaming. That's going to be a step because, you know, I did put it up on TikTok and a lot of mm -hmm. people are viewing the video. Well, yeah, I, I I don't think he cares what people think about him. He's a, he's a sweet generous. Yes. And on other crazy TikTok news, I got a very strange follow, like uh, some uh, very monumental chef is following mm -hmm. me on TikTok. And I don't know if it's an accident I don't know no. if it's his assistant. It's intentional. It's intentional. Okay, so Wolfgang Puck is following me on TikTok. And, Woo, I, and not many other people. And I don't know why. Why would he? I mean, I don't understand. You're a touchstone of the vegan hacking cuisine community. I'll just take it whatever I can get it. Uh, it's it's to me to me it's like it's kind of interesting because Wolfgang Puck always kind of loomed large in my life as mm -hmm. someone who grew up in LA, kind of in the Hollywood scene. And, you know, on my birthday, like where do you where do you want to go for your birthday? Well, I want to go to Spago. And so we would mm -hmm. actually go to Spago. Actually, my favorite restaurant of his is a place called Chinois which was that French, Japanese, Chinese fusion thing that uh, I, think, I believe it still exists on Main Street, but it, but that idea of kind of a, um, you know, a universal palate. Uh, you know, he's the first person to put whatever chicken on a pizza and stuff like that. And that started that whole California pizza kitchen cuisine. So mm. it's, it's, interesting. it's interesting that someone that influential there's a connection it's just kind of it's, it's maybe a little if you would be so kind as to repost or react to one of your videos you'll go hyperbolic i'll just meteoric. my head will explode i mean it's it's yeah. also someone i respect i mean again we have to we understand you know he's definitely an omnivore he's you know he cooks animal and products and you know promotes that but again we're always fighting little battles and always trying to get our message across in that you know presenting plant-based products and food and all these different things because we are a movement and uh so you know every little step and so you know i'll take whatever i can get in in this in this world uh, you know even if it's an accident or whatever 
I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you adapt his, uh, his recipes. We were making pizza. I was using the uh, liquid mozzarella. I finally got my hands on the Miyoko's liquid mozzarella. Was it hard to source? It was hard to find. Yeah, no, I, I heard you to it. get in was, the back alley from a guy to, with a trench coat? Yeah, I had to, I had to make some of my own. No, uh, I was looking around different stores, different specialty stores, and I heard that it was available at Sprouts. I saw a lot of creators that I know in my space that had their hands on it. I saw some... I saw some early reviews, so I'm like, I have, this is something that's so up my alley, something I really enjoy. I like that kind of new tech stuff. It looks really fun. I love Miyoko's products. I wanted to get a, you know, my hands on it. I was almost to the point where I was like, going to maybe try to contact Miyoko's. However. Throw your weight around. I was able to find it at Vegan Besties Paradise in Hollywood. You get like a 12-ounce bottle for $6.99, and I've been using it for all sorts of interesting experiments, and it's just definitely an interesting product. It, it it kind of browns, it hardens, it's a liquid, and then it kind of hardens and browns, and it becomes that kind of nice, delicious mozzarella taste that people expect from pizza. And so I think it could definitely be a breakthrough product if it gets adopted. And so we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. I like it. I think it's great. And I'm putting the message out. I'm doing a lot of videos on it. And I, I think it's a great product, but regardless of that, so we were making this pizza with the liquid mozzarella and as we're making it, you know, and I'm, I'm shooting it on my camera and I'm thinking, is Wolfgang Puck going to see this pizza? <laughs> is he going to judge me <laughs> on this pizza? <laughs> so, so it's just kind of funny. It's like, oh, I guess. Yeah, you have it and you have uh, this person, this icon in the back of your mind. I'm making it for Wolfgang. I'm going to show him the way. The pressure Try, is you know on. What? Maybe you can single-handedly turn him vegan. So anyway, I, I wanted to talk about this influencer who's pretty well-platformed. has about... 3 million followers on TikTok has, I think, half a million followers on Instagram. And her name is uh, Alexis N Nicole. And I'm actually a fan of her work. I, I, I don't know if you've seen her um, TikToks or her videos. Only recently. Yeah. So she is a forager and she goes to all sorts of different places. Uh, and, you know, like she'll go to the ocean and she'll pull out seaweed and she'll forage like different plants and she, you know, the mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah. And she's got great energy, uh, interesting presentations. She's got a really vivacious personality. That's like very infectious. And she's just, she's a perfect person to be on camera. She's, she's great. She's a great, super, super talented. However, she can't, mm -hmm. there's this, post she did that I felt like was a little bit of an outlier it was a it was a rant about let's say um eating locally mm -hmm. but she kind of targeted vegans and mm -hmm. she herself is a vegan it's not a situation where I'm going after her as a creator because I've seen a lot of other creators fall into this trap where they're trying to make a point they're making it easy for vegans to be vilified I understood the nuances of her points in this in this argument but i also think that it's a little off base so yeah um, i'm sure you're gonna play it in a second but um i i saw the video today and i i think no one disagrees with her broader points it, it's really you're just talking about her 
phrasing. I think uh, let's let's go into it. You know, I think she phrased something in a in a way where the meaning I believe you know I can't presume to know her intent, but her intended meaning uh, did not come across from the the way the words were put together in the sentence, and that you know yeah. people talk casually. Anyway, why don't you play it and we'll look into it. We'll go through it and then I'll just stop and start it and we'll talk about the, what, what you know her her different points here. The best thing you can do for the environment food-wise is not going vegan. It is eating local. I was going... Okay, so that's the, so fir- that's the first that's thing. That's the, the backward sentence. It, it's a, I don't think she means to say, don't go vegan. She, right? Even though that's the way it sounds. It's like, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, being vegan isn't the absolute best way. There are There's an even better way. But that's not to say being vegan isn't a good way as well. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it, that particular statement makes it a binary choice. Yeah, that's the, it's a problem. It shouldn't it shouldn't like being vegan shouldn't have been brought up in this, you know. <laughs> like, but okay, maybe she did it to be controversial and to get people's attention, you know. Well, that's the other thing. The thing about TikTok and about social media in general is you have you to know, elicit emotion. There has to be a villain, maybe, or there has to maybe, be yeah. some kind of the first like major sentence has to be super provocative to get people's Mm -hmm. interest to get people peaked up and and you know that's her thesis supposedly but again her thesis is making a binary choice it's like you you, the best way to to be sustainable is not going vegan it's to eat locally yeah i mean i I mean i mean can't you do both going vegan is not the best way rather than the best way is not to go vegan actually though Going vegan is the best way, uh, but we'll you, talk about it. Well, we got more sure, to talk about. But re, re, <laughs> well, she, I mean, she made it. She's saying yes. Uh, in general, it is the best way because the way one eats meat is usually through like factory farming, which also is not local. Um, she used she made an example that like no one actually does. Very few people actually do. Where she said, if you went bow hunting and shot yeah, yeah. deer we'll get that, there like, and then you feed your family for a year it's like not as bad as i don't know yeah let's get there. there there are scientific studies about you know transmission of foods and mm-hmm. it does it does you know impact the uh carbon footprint however it's less than 10 percent of carbon emissions you mean it's, to transporting to, tr- to transport to transport fruit and vegetables Right, because you're saying a gr- much greater carbon impact is like the ca- the farting cows. Correct. Sure. For her to say that it's better to eat locally is not true if it's if ten percent right. has to do with the 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 actual shipment of these of these products and foods. Right. It's like in her scenario, it's not just eat, eat locally. It's like if you were to not be vegan, you you can't you can't be not vegan in the current. Uh, paradigm you'd have to be not vegan in that hunter gatherer way you know she she herself is a gatherer so I, if you yeah. were a hunter i guess she's saying that's better than than being a, a a vegan who uses the infrastructure of transporting food which is a pr- pretty rare and you know statistically almost non-existent subset of human life 
And I'm not arguing her point. It's best to eat local and be vegan. The best thing you can do for the environment food-wise is not going vegan. It is eating local. I was going to do this as a no-nuance November, but that like will not be possible without me getting eviscerated in the comments. So let me elaborate. And I am a vegan who eats local. So local, in fact, that I pull some of my food straight out of the ground. In our yeah, so she's a forager and she pulls her street for food straight out of the ground. And that's, I mean, that's also, she has some amazingly entertaining videos where she's finding things and cooking things and, and like just telling a great story too about how to, how to find food like everywhere. In our globalized food space, some things that seem like they are not causing a lot of harm have humongous footprints. If you're in say Boston and eating an avocado, Oh my God, that is astronomically worse for the environment than the person who just went and bow hunted a deer that is going to feed their family for an entire year. Okay, first of all, it's not good for the deer. She's saying for the environment, I guess. I don't, I, I don't see that these two things make any sense. They, I don't think they're no. related. No. The person that eats an avocado in Boston is not related to someone who's bow hunting a deer it's it, there, there's no relation yeah, and also i, I don't other feel than she's just calculating the net harm of each action and she's saying one action has a greater net harm than the other which is debatable especially from the perspective of the deer but she's saying for the environment as a whole however message wise she's saying a couple of things she's saying this person in boston in some kind of urban area they're eating an avocado i mean maybe maybe i'm reading telegraphing it or reading it to uh, a little differently but the concept of someone in Boston eating an avocado is kind of this gentrified thing. More people even eat an avocado. You know, how many people actually kill a deer for their sustenance? Nowadays, very few. These examples don't really line up properly. Other than it's calculating net harm. Are you calculating the harm to the deer that gets that gets uh, no, apparently not? No, yeah. she, I mean, she I think she's specifically talking about the environment as a whole. I, I'm not defending, you know, I, I don't think you should hunt the deer. Just earlier today, I was talking to someone about how on avocado farms, deer are a huge problem. And so, you know what farmers will do because it is cheaper than most of the other preventative measures. They will just shoot them. Yeah, there's cruelty in the farm system. But is, but is this related to eating locally? I mean, if, if, if you're there's the local orchard and it's getting inundated by animals and pests, I mean, wouldn't that local farmer do the same thing and, and, yes. and have off with his animals? But, I, I don't know. But they, they wouldn't <laughs> put it in a truck and send it across the country. I don't know. Who gets mad at people for eating honey? I need to ask you, what sweetener alternatives are you using? Because if you're using agave, the monoculture alone to get agave syrup is awful for the environment. And that's okay. So we're going at honey. We're going at all these other products that I guess because a lot of vegans, well, to be vegan is to not eat honey. So. That's so she's saying a agave is a greater net ecological harm than honey, even though it's not vegan. A lot of non-vegans eat agave as well. So, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't think her. I'm again, you, you know, I, I, I also take some exception to her phrasing, but, uh, you know, I think her greater point is that the, the local, the, you know, the, the local factor, and then the, there's, you know, the things. That, I mean, I think one of her greater points is, in addition to eating locally is good, is that you can't be so righteous. Like it's not sufficient. I think this is it. It's not sufficient to say 
I'm vegan, therefore I have no more work to do. I'm vegan, therefore I am part of the solution, not part of the problem. I can go back to sleep. I think that's what she's saying. She's saying there are some vegan options that are even worse than certain like rare case non-vegan options. And so you can't just say it is sufficient to be vegan and nothing else. Yeah, no, I, I think it's important to be mindful about what you eat. So the agave and the avocado, those are all uh, examples of things that are vegan, but still bad. It is not sufficient to just be vegan, she's saying. When you say if everyone decided to go vegan and there was less factory farming or no factory yeah, it, the world farming. Would be a, a exponentially better place. And that might actually be sufficient. Because it would, it would, this, the, you know, the few remaining harms might not be much in comparison to all the farms that harms that would be eliminated by everyone going vegan. It's not even getting into the carbon footprint of how it gets to you, and the labor practices surrounding harvesting it. My okay, now we're going into labor practices. Yeah, which are bad in a core, like across all food classes so basically you know i mean which i don't disagree with her unless you're pulling the fruit you know fruit and vegetables out of the ground yourself you're contributing to some kind of abusive labor practices yeah that's true i mean the sure. best way I mean, is to live on a farm it's, it is it's not realistic for seven billion people in the world to all farm their own food correct Monoculture is a curse, but that's not what we're talking about right now. I am a vegan that specifically focuses on harm reduction. And part of that practice is recognizing how nuanced and gray area -y our food systems are. That's, that's true. Yeah, can't, we can't. I mean, yes, absolutely. We, I mean, I guess what she's saying is think through each item you put in your mouth. It's not enough to just say vegan. All clear. The only issue, though, with being someone with a platform that has millions of followers, I wish that she would be a little less accusatory towards mm. vegans because I, I, yeah, I don't I feel see. that vegans are the problem. No. No, I think what she's saying is they're not the problem. They're just not enough by themselves to be the solution. The solution is 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 going even further than just being vegan. I think is what she's saying. I think she goes pretty much further into accusing vegans of atrocities. Here, we'll keep going. We 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 don't disagree with her point. It's we disagree with the way she's making it. If okay, you are okay. sitting on your high horse thinking that you are untouchable because of your food choices while looking mm -hmm. down upon others, I need you to check yourself. Eating local or. That's true. You're not supposed to look down on others. And, and I think that's important. That's an important message. Even better yet, growing your own food is phenomenal because not only does it have a nearly zero carbon footprint, not only do you know that the ethics behind the food on your plate are sound, but it will make you think more deeply about other food choices that you are making. Now that's right. Okay, that's that's a great grow your own food. So that's a good message. Now, of course, we all are now so tangled up in each other and so interconnected by means of our food ways that there is no way to be perfectly ethical with your food anymore. Unless you are living off of the grid and growing all of your food by yourself. I don't eat backyard eggs, but I don't yell at people who do. If you eat things like just egg and you yell at people who eat backyard eggs, honey, what is you doing? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, okay, so she's saying that if you eat just egg, 
because it comes in a petroleum product. Yeah, it's a greater harm than a backyard egg where you uh, uh, let, you know, supposedly coddle the chicken who gave it to you or, you know, laid it and you took it. But you see, backyard eggs are such a uh, a loaded thing. I mean, I, I you know, I can see arguments both ways in regards to people who have a, their own like personal farm. I can understand I certainly that. wouldn't yell at someone for having backyard eggs. I would. I mean, why would you yell at someone? I again. I, I mean, I some mythical person yelling at someone for having backyard eggs. I, I just felt like I feel like her her language is loaded. Right. I wouldn't tisk tisk someone for having backyard eggs. I, then again, I also wouldn't tisk tisk them for eating just egg, even though ideally, like it shouldn't come in a plastic bottle. It would be nice if it came in a carton or, you know, people actually recycled them or whatever. That's right. I mean, I'm not happy with some of the choices that I make in some ways. We, we know yeah. you're not madly in love with the Just Egg Corporation. <laughs> yeah, no, I've so had their my battles. In fact, I, I, if, if someone sees me from Just Egg, they'll probably, they'll probably throw an egg at me. <laughs> but, the Just Egg? Yeah, we, they'll, throw, they'll throw their Just Egg at me, hit me in the head. Yeah, no, I, I'm... You know, I'm a very slow person. I just realized... That it's a pun, that that it's, you, you know, as if it's just the ingredient of egg, but it's also a ju- like a just, like a righteous egg, supposedly. It's a just egg, and it's also just egg. The other the other thing is there's certain terminology she uses, like get off your high horse. Mm-hmm. That's like a I've heard that so People many say that times. to vegans a lot, yeah, and they're, yeah. they're, that's to like gaslight you into saying factory farms should be accepted. Yeah, I know. I, I see how that that expression is like really loaded and then my argument is, is i don't ride horses horses shouldn't mm. be ridden you know there you go. I, I know but but it is interesting how uh this whole concept of backyard eggs honey you know a uh, bow hunting yeah, yeah bow hunting oh yeah are, like don't happen much you know yeah, they, they don't happen much but they, they the only thing they only happen in arguments against vegans <laughs> Right. right <laughs> Let's exactly. talk about or the one thing she didn't bring up was quinoa. Like like if she had brought the, the quinoa would be like the holy quadra the holy trinity. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's let's, of, let's bring up the next thing. Of appu- appeals to futility. <laughs> uh vegans uh, go against indigenous people hunting bow hunting, you know. L- l- uh, vegans are against eating honey. Uh you know and and then this oh yeah, that we we eat wasteful products and petroleum. Uh, I mean again, we're not talking okay so backyard eggs again is a anomaly it's not we're talking about in the urban food space getting just egg again my problems with just egg but getting just egg out off the off the shelf even in that plastic container is much more sustainable than getting your eggs from the refrigerator it's a much more sustainable less cruel thing to to choice to make you know she's talking nuances we're talking nuances too the nuance of making a more sustainable choice due to your circumstances we're not in the forest trying to survive okay right if you compare getting stuff in a market apples to apples and you're saying you know if i'm going to use the supply chain then it's more ethical to have plant-based foods from the supply chain if i'm going to eat off the grid it's also more ethical to eat plant-based foods off the grid. You, you, so the using the if you cross over between plant-based and supply chain, like sure, maybe you could make an argument that it's more ethical to eat non-plant-based off the grid than plant-based off the supply chain. But that's a like sort of mixed point because 
yes, off the grid is better than supply chain. And yes, plant-based is better than animal-based. <laughs> well, also, a lot of the food reaches us via boat, which is actually a more sustainable way of transportation. The more, the hardest stuff is this. I mean, the, well, the most, the most carbon footprint impact is the stuff that's air shipped. Let's say like sashimi and sushi from Japan. Mm -hmm. Stuff that's flown here is the stuff that has a higher carbon footprint than, let's say, I don't know, avocados shipped by boat from Mexico. Your egg replacement arrives in plastic. Come on. Do not make food decisions based off of whether or not you feel like you can brag about them or whether or not you feel like it soothes your ego. Okay, so yeah, that's true. Yeah, don't don't make these choices of whether or not it soothes your ego. However, I just feel that she's accusing vegans of making their choices to soothe their ego, and it's not to soothe our ego. It's actually the choices we make is for the animals, for a a better environment, for our future. Yeah. I mean, so so again, I, I mean, I, I, I feel like in some ways she's arguing with like a non-existent vegan. The straw vegan? Yeah, the whatever. Man the vegan. straw vegan in, in Boston eating the, their avocado. The coastal elite in Boston. With their just egg in their hand. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, making a just egg omelet with their their avocado, yelling yeah. at their redneck bow hunting cousin. You, you know... What's funny is if everybody were perfectly rational, meaning all that matters is the information is transmitted, there would be absolutely nothing wrong with anything she said. We don't disagree with any single point she's making. You're just saying that the points she's making, the points she is making can be misinterpreted or misused uh or like you know appropriated for evil purposes and because humans are flawed and not perfectly rational they're going to pick and choose parts of what she's saying as arguments for bad behavior well but she's kind of pick and choosing certain details yeah. no but uh, but nothing she's saying is wrong they're, i mean they're all right it's just that that the way she's she's presenting it is like open to misinterpretation and open to like manipulation and open to be used as fuel against the right way of eating her uh, initial thesis is wrong when she says oh that, just because she yeah she oh right i see what you're saying like it's not the her first major statement is the most impact you can do is not going vegan but by eating local. If you look at the science behind that, it's not true. It's actually going vegan and, and not supporting factory farming. Well, only in the very rare case of her like hunter-gatherer example, she can be right. So she, you know, you could say it's factually correct, assuming you follow her hunter-gatherer model. Make them based on actually minimizing harm to other humans, to other animals, to the environment, all of it. So please support small local farms. Grow your own food and check yourself before you wreck yourself in some of these comments. Lastly, even if you are super focused on eating local, you're gonna screw up at some point in time and I need you to be okay with that because I'm okay with it for you. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. Happy snacking, don't die. I'm not sure exactly why 
she used all these kind of loaded terms, but maybe it has to do with just the whole medium itself. Yeah, to get views. I mean, it did get a lot of views. I mean, I mean, how many views did it get? I mean, it got over a million views on this thing and, you know, 350,000 likes. And so there's a lot of people to support. There was a lot of vegan bashing in the comment section. I still, you know, follow her. I like her content. More, not, I don't like this content, but I mostly like her content. I, I think she's a she's a great creator. Again, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. I'm glad that thank we got. Thank you for having me. I, I think you made me um, understand this a little bit more. The situation. Well, <laughs> I'm not as frustrated anymore. <laughs> okay, good. I'm, well, then we had a nice therapy session. Right, yeah, I feel better now. I think I'll just you, you know I'll take a nap now. Yeah. All right, cool off. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Cool.